This podcast is presented by Genius Sports, driven to deliver the difference. Experience the power and excitement of live events with Ticket Smarter. You can find seats to more than 125,000 live events, including sports, concerts, and theater shows on TicketSmarter.com. Ticket Smarter is also a proud partner of the Mac. Think smarter. Think Ticket Smarter. Everybody and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. I'm your host Jeremy Guy, and today we're joined by the 11th women's basketball head coach in University of Akron history, Ryan Gensler. Uh, Ryan, congrats on being named head coach, and welcome to the MAC. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Jeremy. Appreciate it. It's uh, an honor to be a part of uh, of Akron women's basketball, and uh, an absolute honor to now uh, be a part of the Maction. Yeah, and and we were uh, discussing a little bit before we hit record. You've been a little bit of a whirlwind here the last uh, week or so. Uh, tell tell us what's been going on. Yeah, um, well, besides you know trying to to pick the family up and move to to Akron from uh, from Champaign, um, my wife gave birth to our second child, uh, a baby boy, uh, Nolan Rocco Gensler, which uh, we're very excited about, and. Um, Mom and baby are, are doing great. So uh, I got home uh, last night from a, a week of official visits and um, and some success in the transfer portal. And um, I'm four diapers deep and uh, about 4,000 more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Congrats to you and your wife. And uh, glad Thank to hear you. everything's going well. Uh, also, strong name. I like that name. That's that's solid. Thank you. Yeah, Nolan uh, is totally from nowhere. Uh, my wife and I played a, a game on uh, from the App Store uh, where swipe right if you like it and swipe left if you don't. Um, and so we we matched on a name of uh, of Nolan, and then Rocco is her father's name. Um, my firstborn uh, Jackson uh, Jackson James Gensler. Uh, James is my dad's name, so we've got both of our our dad's names and the boys' middle names. So kind of cool to to pass on that legacy. That's awesome. Man, they have apps for everything. Jeez. They do. Yeah, that I mean, was a fun one. I, yeah. I had no idea that that was even an app, but man, I guess that makes it easy. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into, you know, what, I mean, you obviously have a lot going on uh, pers- per- personally uh, in your personal life, but, um, you know, let's let's talk about, um, you know, joining Akron and joining the Mac. Um, first, I mean, before we get into why this seemed like a good fit and why um you know why akron was was something that you uh were looking at um tell us a little bit about yourself uh you know through the through the coaching ranks and, yeah. and of where you started and and how you are where you are today yeah i grew up in uh, syracuse new york um and i uh, went to school at st joseph's university in philadelphia and was a manager and practice player for cindy griffin who's actually still their head coach she's one of the um winning his coaches in st joseph's history she'll be a hall of famer there um, I GA'd at Providence College for their women's basketball team. And that's actually where I met uh, Shauna Green, who is now the current head coach at Illinois and someone that I had uh, worked with for five years at Dayton. 
and uh, a sixth year at uh, in our first year at Illinois. Um, so all in all, I had eight years with Shauna during my coaching career, which uh, was invaluable to me uh, to really learn from someone who is exceptional at this profession. And she her, her rise is incredible, but it is a credit to, to who she is. And I think in learning from her, um, it helped my kind of understanding of who I was and what I wanted to be as a coach. But um, had stops at St. Bonaventure University, um, where we were actually uh, the smallest school in the NCAA tournament history to make the Sweet 16 in 2012. And uh, one of my staffers, Jess Jenkins, uh, was a player on that team, which was kind of cool to uh, reunite with her. Uh, she's from Marion, Ohio. And then uh, from Bonnie's, I went to Loyola, Maryland, where I was an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator and worked with uh, Sarah Jones, who's actually on staff now as well. Uh, so I had familiarity there. Um, it was during that time in, in Baltimore that I met my wife. Um, and, uh, we moved to, to Florida where I, uh, kind of take, took a step back, um, uh, from a coaching lens, but it was a video coordinator at a high level at a SEC school in Florida. And then, uh, Shauna got the job at, um, at, at Dayton and, uh, called me and the rest is history as they say. <laughs> That's great. How, how long were you, uh, you started off there at Providence? How long were yep. you there? Uh, two years, two years, my, I only had my, my father's, uh, side of the family all from Providence. So I spent many nice. uh, with my grandparents were from um, Providence. So I've spent some time there. So I just, and you said Providence that yeah, oh, I haven't been there in a while, but great, great place to live. Uh, great food. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a little underrated. No one, yeah. no one really yeah. thinks about Providence, but well, yeah, that's uh, I mean, quite a rise. And you talk about, you know, going to be a video coordinator, I guess sometimes you, you go backwards, right. To move forwards. You, you got to mm -hmm. get all the, mm -hmm. all the, um, all the aspects of the job. Right. And that's, that's important as well. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's, it's helped me. Right. I mean, there isn't a job that I haven't done from sweeping the floor to cutting film, to, to coaching, to, you know, like, so in hiring and in kind of understanding expectations and roles within a staff, like I'm, I will have done everything that I'm asking my staffers to do. And I think that's important just to have kind of a, a lens of that to, and an understanding of that. And to honestly, you know, help but also no trials tribulations things that they might have to go through uh, that might be challenging so um, i've been blessed in this to be around really good people um, and uh, really impactful people that have you know shaped who i am cool so um why akron um you know when the job became open just what attracted you to the position sure i, I think you know my five years at dayton uh, really helped me understand, you know, the landscape of of Ohio and kind of you're in MAC territory, you know, at, at a school like Dayton. So um, the respect level that I had for this conference um, in my years at Dayton, as we always tried to schedule to get an at-large bid, there were years that the MAC was a three-bid league. Um, so it's always been a very strong league, you know, for women's basketball. Um, and then, you know, Akron itself, um, when, when the opportunity kind of presented itself and I researched it a little bit more, um, having a, a good relationship, um, with our athletic director, Charles, he's incredible, you know, has some upstate New York background. So we kind of bonded over some, uh, some similarities there and, and just kind of the, the hustle and work ethic through, you know, college athletics. And then the understanding that Dr. Miller had hired Charles, and they had had familiarity with them um, being at Wisconsin Green Bay previously. And 
you know, if you know anything about Wisconsin Green Bay, they always have a, a strong women's basketball team. Uh, so to have a president and athletic director that values women's basketball in a league that has exceptional teams, great coaches, um, you know, it, it made a lot of sense. And then the more I learned about um, the city of Akron and then just the school itself, um, having a nursing program, having a strong engineering program, having a, a great business, pro like some of the staples of themes that you're recruiting in women's basketball, you know, it, it was a wonderful opportunity. Um, and I, I had to jump at it and um, I'm honored to to be the 11th head coach there. Yeah. And, and the arena, I mean, Clay, that, that arena, the, the vibe in there is always great at the jar. Um, I mean, definitely one of my favorite places to, to watch college basketball games. So uh, I know the fan support is there, uh, student support and mm -hmm. uh, no, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great place. What uh, you talked a little bit about the Mac. So you kind of gave this answer already, but um, you know, perception from you, from where you sat prior to joining, just like, what interests you about just being a coach in this league? Yeah, I, the, some of the best coaches in in the country. I mean, uh, the, the Trisha Cullips of the world. I mean, she is, um, you know, a, a, a perennial national coach of the year type of person um, and, you know, has, has done wonderful things at, at Toledo. Uh, just the other the other schools, I mean, from, you know, I, I look up to a Todd Starkey, you know, uh, you know, in his rise of being at an Indiana and then coming to a Mac school and finding success, you know, that that, that is something that I looked at and said, you know, I went to an Illinois for a year and helped rebuild that and now would would hopefully have some success at, at Akron. So um, there are great, great uh, schools. It is a good, you know, academic league with some proud tradition. Um, and then, uh, like I said, you know, it was just a, a couple years ago that there three teams in the NCAA tournament and multiple teams going to sweet 16s. I mean, that is the, the type of, you know, kind of league wide uh, reputation that you want to have that, you know, as you're competing for championships and, and fighting for position in those final weeks that that stuff matters and you'll have opportunities to, to make your case for an at large bid uh, to the NCAA tournament. If you schedule right in the non-conference and, um, and the, the league is as competitive as it is. I mean, um, it, it's no secret that the top schools in this league schedule in the non-conference very well um, to have themselves in a, a position with a, a high net ranking. And um, that only helps the league accumulate more quad one, quad two wins and and help. So um, all of those things uh, align uh, quite wonderfully um, for, you know, a, a first year head coach and, um, you know, trying to build and, and, you know, get to that championship level experience for our Akron players. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's across the board in the Mac, no matter what sport you look at, like it's, you, you hear from every coach in our league. Uh, and that's why I love the Mac so much too, is just, you don't know what you're going to get night in and night out. Everyone's so evenly balanced. Yeah. Everyone's so competitive. The coaching's great. I mean, you, you talk about the bids in the NSA tournament. We've had those deep runs with, um, in the past few years with Toledo and Bowling Green and the WNIT. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's strong. So, um, you know, good, good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> it feels a lot better looking at the non-conference right now than, uh, than, than conference, but slowly, uh, but surely we're getting it there. How, how, what, what type of team, um, what type of style, I mean, are, are Akron fans, should they expect from, from the teams that you coach? What, what do you preach? 
Yeah, I think, you know, quite simply, uh, you know, kind of raised within uh, uh, the success that we had at, at Dayton and Illinois, you know, and success leaves clues. And, uh, you know, in studying some of the greats and having the opportunity to learn from a coach green, she was very simple in her approach. And we're going to similarly, um, you know, have a foundation of defend, rebound and run. And, and that is something that you know, in my time with her, we found success with. Um, it is something that I've been able to to be on both sides of the ball with and um, and and understand um, if you if you kind of do those things, you're you're going to be in a position for success. So, you know, we'll we'll be we'll be a proud defensive team, first and foremost, that we're going to make it very challenging for teams to to run clean offense. Um, we we want to, you know, contain and force long twos, I think, in this era of of threes and layups. Um, we want teams to to have to take long twos. We want to be in a position to rebound them. And then we want to, you know, get out and run. Um, and, you know, I, I love versatility from players. Uh, so, you know, um, one through four, hopefully one through five, can all be able to start the fast break and, and look up and uh, advance the ball to try to get easy scores. Um, but we're going to play out of a lot of ball screens. Uh, we're going to look to attack the paint. Um, you know, we have some, I've kind of have a little bit of an analytical mind and how I work and some formulas that, uh, will breed success for us, but you know, it, it's all predicated on making the defense have to play out of rotation and, uh, sharing the ball and, and, you know, creating open shots. And I think we're going to be fundamental in that approach, um, to share the ball and, and take care of the ball and, and take, you know, high efficient shots. That's great. I, I know one thing, and I talked to a, a, coach, a head coach on the men's side that's coming into our league last week on the show. Uh, but one your take, I mean, these days um, it's tough being a head coach, I feel like, um, in, in any sport. But in basketball, it just seems like and, and the, the transfer rules. And not only do you have to recruit kids now, but mm -hmm. then you have to like actively recruit them while they're like on your roster, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. What what challenges do you see? I, I don't know if it's as prevalent um, in, in women's basketball. I think it's starting to be. I've seen some um, for sure. But just just what what's your mindset with all that? Yeah, I think with any kind of change, um, you, you either adapt or you perish. And I, I think I've always leaned on the adapt side of things. And I think, you know, leaning into the transfer portal is, is going to be vital for our success to be able to um, you know, stabilize a roster and stabilize it with, um, you know, some experience right away. I think uh, we will have, you know, several freshmen um, that I'm very excited about. But I think, you know, just in stabilizing a roster and having balance through the classes is important. Um, you know, I think one of the things that you touched on about, you know, re-recruiting your team, I think um, that's kind of a, a misconception, right? I think the great, the great head coaches over the years um, have always done that and have always uh, leaned into meeting with players, you know, um, throughout the season. Um, that is something that I'm, I take a lot of pride in and wanting to be relationship based as a, as a coach and as a leader uh, of our team. So, you know, the, the first meeting in, in coach's office won't be, you know, April 3rd, um, you know, every year it, it should be, you know, happening, um, you know, biweekly, weekly, you know, staying after practice, hanging out, you know, understanding who these players are as people, um, and being dream collaborators with them and having them understand that this isn't just a basketball decision to, to play here. It's a life decision. Um, and I think, you know, the, the greatest compliments that I could ever get from a, a player is, is getting a wedding invitation. And uh, you know, over the past few years, I've gotten quite a few. And that is something near and dear to my heart that um, that the impact that I've had uh, has warranted that. And 
having gone through that wedding process seven years ago, you're fighting tooth and nail for all those invites. So uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that was something that was really kind of cool uh, to see as uh, as my career has kind of blossomed now and, and kids are of age and, and are getting married. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a great answer. I mean, that's, again, coaches have been doing this for years. And I think now that it's just more in the limelight, people like myself who uh, don't live it every day are, are looking at it as that, like, oh man, they right. got to keep this person. But yeah, if you're if you're doing all the things right, and you don't have to worry about it as much, right? right, so, right. Um, but it's all I, I clearly these day and age is just always probably in the back of the any anyone's mind. Sure. But um I just want to talk about the overall game of women's basketball. So um uh to what now two, three weeks ago, um I was in, in Dallas for the women's final four. Uh my first women's final four because it, we are hosting the event, the Mac and the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission next year in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Out there for a site visit. Um, is there no better time right now to be a women's? I mean, it's at it's absolutely at the height, right. Um, talk about just the growth of the game. Um, I saw it. I mean, with my own two eyes, that arena was insane. It was mm-hmm. insane. Um, the game was, but all the games were were crazy. Uh, I think Cleveland's uh, I think we're very lucky to be able to be hosting this. Cause I think uh, right now uh, I want to hear your thoughts, just the game overall of women's college basketball. Yeah. And I think it starts at the grassroots level. Right. And I think, you know, Ohio having a plethora of incredible players um, that, you know, have, have gone to other schools, you know, have, have gone throughout the country, have found success, but then just the the players that have been willing to stay home or come back, to Ohio, um, you know, just in this area alone, having the final four in Columbus just a few years ago, now having it back in Cleveland, like there's a regional focus right now. So yes, nationally, there's no better time to be, you know, a women's basketball fan or, or to be engaged with it. But I think there's no better time to be a women's basketball fan in the state of Ohio and uh, particularly, you know, Northeast Ohio. Um, so, you know, I think the narrative has shifted you know, from simply just a kid from Akron with LeBron to, you know, we we had a you know commitment the other day of a, a player coming back home, you know, to Akron and, you know, the community just rallying around that. Um, so um, for the publication and notoriety and all of that nationally, uh, it's great. It's great in Ohio, which I love and, and is a huge advantage for us at, at Akron to, to know that that's that can be hosted in our state and, you know, just up the road from us um, and with our conference. Um, you know, just this past year at, um, at Illinois in the Big Ten, you know, we had a New Year's Day game against Iowa. And, you know, the, the Caitlin Clark phenomenon was was real. And, you know, our arena was packed. Um, we were fortunate enough to beat them that day. And that was a really cool experience. Um, but, you know, I think as, as the year goes on now and, you know, t- the teams are so good, the parity is just so strong now. You mentioned the parity in the MAC conference on any given night. Uh, a team can find success. You see, you've seen that in the in the conference tournaments uh, across the country as well. That it's not just you know your your perennial teams from the '90s and 2000s and, and even the early 2010s. In 2020 and beyond, it, it can be anyone. And um, you know, kids want to make a name for themselves. Um, they have the opportunities to do so. You know, wherever. And I think that's empowering to them. And I, I think the nation can catch on because it's not in the, the same pockets anymore. It's it's spread out. And um, to me, that that is the most exciting thing and, and never a better time to be, you know, the head coach at University of Akron when the final four is just up the road. 
Yeah, I mean, we're excited. I mean, again, Ohio, great uh, basketball state through and through um, that probably many people, I mean, out of the business may, might not realize, but that uh, it really is. And yeah, again, I I had never seen um, Caitlin Clark play until I laid eyes firsthand and, and just the, you know, that to have someone like that, that's helping growing the game and get more eyeballs it from the casual fan that might not watch is just, I mean, that's huge for the sport overall. So um, yeah, we're, we're definitely very excited to be hosting the event here in Cleveland next year. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think the, the, um, the, the college women's basketball has never been this high. Right. And I think to it's put it in perspective yeah. in, in 2012, when I was at St. Bonaventure and we were in the, we went to the sweet 16, the opening round games was a, a wraparound coverage where they would just kind of check in and it was just on ESPN and ESPN two. And um, it, it was so regionally focused that only a certain pocket could get it. So friends, relatives, anyone who was trying to follow the game, like struggled to watch and now you go from that to having a first four when we were at Dayton in the in the inaugural first four of uh, of women's basketball. Like there was no other games on that night except for, you know, the two the two games going on for the first four. And, and the amount of viewership that we got was insane. And I, I think now every single game has its own slot. Everyone can watch. And there's there's a hunger for live TV. There's a hunger for live action in this era of streaming and, and, you know, uh, like releasing things all together. Like we still want live moments. We still want to be together. We still want, you know, to do that. And, you know, that was the other thing about coming to Mac. I was like, Oh, you know, Thursday night football, you know, matching during the week was something that I've always kind of grown up on that you always had on in the background. Yeah. And, um, and for me to, to be here, to be able to bring my son on a Thursday night game, you know, uh, to, to see our Akron football team play or, you know, other sports play. It's, it's really exciting now to, to see it on the national spotlight. Yeah, no, no question. No question. Um, I, you mentioned a little bit about just growing and, and, um, whether it's social media, whether it's being able to access games, I see you're pretty active. I, I did check out, you're a little pretty active on social media. How, um, I like asking coaches just what role, um, the social media play for you as a coach? Is it just, do you like to have fun, authentic with it? Is it part yeah. of like your recruiting strategy? You know, do you use it yeah. for that? So just talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. I, you know, I think it started as being able to keep friends and family informed on, on what you were doing and, you know, uh, sharing, you know, things, but I, I think it also uh, lets people to the inside. I mean, my, my voice is my voice on, on social media. I've, I've been on, you know, Twitter and Instagram since its inception. Yeah, I think it's an incredible way to stay in front of uh, recruits, families. It gives them an inside look at the things that I value, uh, the things that, that I'm promoting. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, throughout the year, through our own, you know, Zips WBB account, um, you know, friends, family, recruits, you know, alumni um, can get an inside look at, at what, you know, the program is about, what we stand for, the things that, um, that we will do and experience together. Um, and I think that can help people understand and, and help grow the game that, you know, if, if they do see the link to be able to click on it on a, you know, Wednesday night that they, they can click on a link and, you know, hop on ESPN plus right away and, and check out a game. Or, you know, if they, if they can see a locker room celebration or they can see us, you know, out to eat or in the community doing community service, I think it gives um, our, our players an opportunity and, and platform 
uh, that they might not have had, you know, just on their own. So uh, it's, it's that always kind of the collective greater good of everything can really help it grow. But you will see pictures of my dog. You will see pictures of my kids and my and my wife and um, and, you know, the TV shows and things that, that I love to uh, retweet and quote about. <laughs> yeah, well, perfect. That That's where I was going next. So I'm glad you said that. And it's a great answer. I mean, I want to I want to get a little bit. We, we've talked about all this basketball stuff and yeah. that's not. Um, a big part of what I try to do on the show is that's, that's not all you are, right? You, you have a family, you have a bunch of stuff going on you. And, and I think getting to know someone um, off the court and what their interests are is also a big, it's uh, everyone has their own personality and, and things to do. So we've talked about the family, obviously that's first and foremost, we know that outside of spending time with your family um and being on the court and, and doing everything that you are basketball wise, what are some of your interests, some of those shows that you talk about? What are, what are some of those things that uh, you like to do um, when it, when it's your personal time? Yeah, I think um, I am a creature of habit uh, when it comes to, to that. So it is tough for me to start new shows. Um, I, I, I want to know that in those few hours that you get, that I will be entertained, I will laugh and I will, you know, remember things. So I'm on a pretty good rotation of uh, the Sopranos uh, succession right now. Um, and then uh, whatever is on Bravo TV, my, my wife and I will watch uh, Bravo. So I'm not really a, a real housewives fan, but you know, we'll watch some of the other ones uh, on there. So uh, that helps us stay connected as she loves those shows. I, I don't mind them. I can do some other stuff while it's on in the background. Um, but you know, I'm, those are some shows that, that we'll watch, uh, together. Um, and then besides that, I love, I love to golf. Uh, I can't wait till my son's a little bit older that I can bring him out onto the golf course and, and spend some time with him. Um, I love going to games, uh, what, like whatever kind of game it is. Um, I just love being in that atmosphere, seeing how other people do it and, um, just love that competitive nature. So, uh, there's always a game on in our house, um, and whatever game is on, uh, my four-year-old usually has the the ball of of whatever we're watching to to play or toss or kick or you know to ask me to go to the basement so we can play tackle football you know all that stuff so um, and I've got a pretty good uh, tight knit group of friends um, that that I stay pretty connected with and and you know especially um, during the year and and on those uh, those long trips. That's great. I mean, you hit you hit a lot of key words at least with me. You hit uh, <laughs> succession. You hit golf. Um, you know, th those are two big ones. Um, but that, that's great. That's great stuff. Um, who favorite character on succession? Oh man, it's tough. They're all, they're all brilliant. Um, <laughs> we, I gotta tell you, we were down to Nolan and Rocco or I'm sorry, Nolan and Logan for, uh, for my son's names. And, uh, I don't want to play. Are you caught up? Yes, I am. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> in this season, Logan passes. So that name was nicked. <laughs> right yeah. So it was an easy decision last Wednesday when we had the, the baby that Nolan was the only option. So uh I think uh I think Logan is is probably up there for me. Um although uh, Roman is is hilarious. Uh sh like Shiv is incredible and uh cousin Greg is just like <laughs> the ultimate awkward tall guy, <laughs> like just too funny. <laughs> Anyone who has not seen that show, um, I, I tell everyone, I'm like the characters and the development. And it's, it's really one of the best shows that I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Um, I'm actually, I saw Sopranos, like I got in, that was a long time ago. And I think I got in like halfway. So I actually have been contemplating, like, I want to start this from, 
you know, day one. Incredible rewatch. Oh, I know how it ends. I kind of, or I guess I really don't know how it ends. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, it's, um, it's one that I've been looking at. So, um, last thing, just, I got like 10 rapid fire They're I mean, they're not like yes or no questions, but just to get a little, no, uh, a little more about you, then we'll wrap this up. Um, are you music guy or podcast guy? Ooh, um, music during season, watching film podcast on drives. And, and do you have a favorite podcast? Yes. The, uh, GM shuffle with Michael Lombardi is uh, my absolute favorite former, uh, Cleveland GM. Yeah. Uh, he's he's fantastic great uh what was the first concert you ever attended and the best concert oh easy uh so <laughs> embarrassing good good job by you uh it was um britney spears in uh and uh in syracuse new york at the great new york state fair um not ashamed of that went with my uh, my friends but it was a hell of a concert uh best concert i ever went to was uh john legend um uh up in uh, wayne ohio a few years back uh he is insanely talented oh yeah no doubt um i mean if it makes you feel better my first concert was crisscross and i did wear, i did wear a basketball jersey backwards so i mean you know don't don't feel too embarrassed um for sure so um you play college ball you played college basketball? i was a manager and practice player at st okay. Chavis, so i was gonna ask you what your number was um i guess basketball question growing up in new york are you nick's guy uh no celtics guy got a lot of family in the, the new england area okay good because i was just going to start talking Cavs celtics or Cavs knicks here uh in a second so i'm glad we don't have that on our plate um you talk about social media what is your favorite social media app to use what do you think works the best or what do you just enjoy yeah um probably probably instagram um i love shuffling through the the reels and insta stories i'm not on tiktok but the reels on instagram suffice for me yes pretty soon you know you gotta keep up with these kids you'll be doing those dances on tiktok uh, i told them no dances i'll do cameos and and like the, the voiceovers <laughs> but no dances uh we already talked about your shows that you like what what's like a comedy is there a show that made stick out um that you that you've loved yeah, um, funny you say that. Just yesterday, we had our annual day of giving, and I was talking with our fundraising crew, and uh, someone anonymously uh, donated, and uh, it reminded me of the great Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm of uh, Mr. Anonymous uh, observing him and uh, and his wife knowing that it was Ted Danson, who actually was Mr. Anonymous in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good show. Um Let's see. Uh, go to meal. What's what's one thing you just love? Steak, big steak guy, um, and then big pizza guy. We do pizza Fridays in this house, so um, I've been able to to get to Giuseppe's and Luigi's in Akron, and uh, both are top notch. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Those are two good ones. Um, what was the first job that you ever held? Uh, first job that I ever held, I uh, cleaned for Nylon Building Services in Syracuse. I cleaned my high school. Uh, Colgate uh, uh, University and uh, uh, two banks in town. Okay. And the, the, just the last one I have, you talked about how you're, uh, well, I have two, two golf questions since I'm a golf guy. What's, uh, what's one course that you would do anything to be able to go play? That's my uh, first question. Probably Pebble, but like the reality, I, I was close to getting on Sawgrass. I really want to play 17. Um, that those are those are two the pebble beach was on it's just incredible um but sawgrass 17 i just i really 
I want to see if my wedge game is as strong as I think it is. The uh, I had the opportunity to two years now to go play Tory Pines, which was also just as yeah. yeah, just it was it was amazing. But um, I mean Augusta always there, Sawgrass. I you know event yeah. wise, people always say, and I'm sure I'll change my mind on the road, but you know obviously the Masters, right? But uh, Waste Management Open um, in Phoenix just just seems like you got to experience that one time. So poor timing uh, for basketball season. I get super yes. jealous when it's uh, <laughs> when they kick off the the PGA Tour there. But you know someday when I'm I'm long long gone and retired, um, I will be out there and we'll be cheering them on. <laughs> and, and then the last golf question: take family out of it if you can. Once again, that's a given. But uh, you're able to create a foursome. Um, three individuals can be, uh, living or dying mm -hmm. or di passed away. Um, just who, who do you want to spend 18 holes with, pick their brain, be out on the course with, or maybe oh, pick their brain, just laugh with uh, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. I would probably, I would probably take, uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, cause I just, I love his stories and I'm a big, uh, Patriots guy. So just, you know, getting under the hood with, uh, with Belichick there. Um, I would say I would take, um, I would probably go with Lombardi. I'd probably go with Tom Brady. Um, and then I would probably go, um, Curry, because uh, he's a fantastic golfer, and I would probably love to spend some time uh, with Abe Lincoln. Um, uh, you know, just get the tallest foursome out there, um, but just in a, an array of different people. I was a poli sci guy, um, but uh, I love those, 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 you know, those people, and um, it'd be a lot of fun to get out there with them. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, coach. Uh, really appreciated the time to, to hear, you know, hear your story, hear why you're coming to Akron. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's exciting times for you, not, not just, uh, with, with the job, but clearly, uh, family life there as well. So, uh, you know, again, uh, thanks for coming on, especially with everything going on. And, uh, we look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care of uh, the wife and those kids. Uh, best of luck to you with all those diapers. I think I'm call I'm getting called for diaper number five now. <laughs> <laughs>